What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt Weber. I am a residential real estate agent doing business in the Dunwoody area. My boy Justin Dyke is my brother-in-law and co-host. Justin is the founder of PoolDues.com, the back-end billing software for your neighborhood swim and tennis. He represents a lot of the swim and tennis clubs around here. Our longtime sponsor is Brett Friedman and Village Orthodontics. I'm not just a fan of Village Ortho, but I'm also a patient. I'm on week four, I think, of a five-month process of straightening out my teeth with Invisalign braces. Dr. Brett took a scan of my teeth and corrected my bite with his fancy computer software. Then he broke up those 20 weeks into 10 different sets of braces. Each set moves my teeth just a little bit more than the last. He prints out all the Invisalign trays in his office using a cool special 3D printer. It's actually a really neat process, and if you are in need of braces, you should definitely give him a call. Our newest show sponsor is Porter Brew & Q Brewery, Dunwoody's only brewery. Save the date for next Wednesday, February 26th, because Justin and I will be guest bartending at Porter from 5 till 7. Come see us. We will probably mess up your drinks, but all the proceeds go to the Dunwoody Police Foundation. So great charity, and that's next Wednesday at Porter from 5 till 7. On the show, we try to highlight those who are doing good in our community. Bob Fisella is definitely one of those people, and he's a lot of fun too, so here we go. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Okay, we're here with Bob Fisella. Um, Bob, I just keep running into you everywhere and seeing your face and name everywhere, and so... Including the last DHA meeting, which you left early, but we won't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you call me out? There wasn't a vote needed, was there? No, there was no vote needed. Okay. Were you thrown out? That's good. No, I left. I just your like da- to observe these things. No, he wasn't thrown out. And so, I just observed these things. Okay, well, he's yeah. got better things to do. It was it, The meeting got a little boring. The, yeah, it was a long meeting. It was a long meeting. But you had a couple funny jokes. That was good. <laughs> I'm good for a one-liner every now and then. And then Lynn came in and sat behind you, and you were quiet after that. It was like the teacher was in the room. And <laughs> no, Lynn was, uh, I, uh, she was. Uh, She's funny, actually. She was at my biggest expense in one of my jokes. She said something. We were talking about um, Michael Thurman, the cab C- CEO, and she was saying that uh, someone said, oh, yeah, I think he's going to run for Senate. And she said something to the effect, I might have this reversed. No, he's not. And I go, well, he just didn't want you to know. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Now, Lynn's great. I think we got a great city council. I'm, I'm happy and thrilled. I didn't vote for everyone, but I'm happy and thrilled because I know that they, everyone on that council cares about what happens in Dunwoody. Yeah. And that's the great thing about Everybody the city. Everybody that was, all the uh, candidates seemed to care a lot. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think we could have gone about, wrong with anybody, really. But All right, well, let's talk about you. Um, what was your, you're a real estate agent now, your second real estate agent, me, third after me, I guess, that's been on the show. <laughs> and so I allowed you to come on. You can plug your business later, maybe. Okay. I'll cut yeah, that. I'll cut that, that in the edits. Yeah, but. cut it. <laughs> lots, of, lots of curse words in there. We had to bleep it. Yeah. Wait a minute. This is going to be edited? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear about your, your past job, your past life. All right. I, yeah, I've been with Keller Williams for 12 years, almost 13 now. I've lived in Dunwoody. This will be our 27th year. Moved here in 1993, which is actually the year that Dunwoody High School won the state championship in football. Oh, yeah? Now we're, we're, we're happy to get three or four wins. but uh, quad, Whatever you, 8A now? <laughs> seven, which is the highest, the highest school uh, classification. Yeah, I just realized you're going to be playing Brookwood. And playing those teams, it's going to be tough. Not Brookwood. We are not playing Brookwood. No, we're okay. playing Archer and we're playing Norcross. Those just, are the two biggies. They're just as big. But the thing is, we couldn't compete in 6A because we had nine region teams. So you have eight region games, uh-huh. and we couldn't compete with those guys. But now we're in a smaller region in that there's only five other teams we have to face. So we can okay. pick our out of region games 
I'm talking for Coach Nash here, who's a good friend. So we can pick those games and we'll pick competitive games, and then we only have two really good teams in the region. So and we could Archer and Norcross. Archer and Norcross. We could potentially get to the playoffs next year. Well, Coach tells me we are. So yeah, Norcross is tough. Norcross has got some some NFL players. They always do. Yeah, they're good. Um, they're 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 a great team, and uh, one of the things that you know, sports is my passion for. 25 years I worked for CNN Sports and Fox Sports. Got to do a whole lot of uh, great things, cool things, covering the Masters, covering uh, World Series, covering the Braves. I'm still bummed that I didn't get a uh, World Series ring from the 1995 season. <laughs> we can talk about that. But, uh, yeah, I've been in Dunwoody 27 years, been in Georgia for 33. Um, the one thing I left, uh, born and raised in Texas, um, the one thing that you can't take out of me is my love for University of Texas football. That is my passion. I tell my wife there are 13 Saturdays during the year that I am not available. Just to write you off. <laughs> Just That's it. There's a four-hour window. Can't be bothered. Yeah, the honey-do list starts after the game. Exactly. I'll be happy to do anything. <laughs> Do you have a honeydew list? I you do. Got oh what? my gosh! I've you actually should... asked for a honeydew list recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I showed him the last list. It was it a was... text message that was like that long. It was crazy. Like three feet. But that's fine. As long as whatever makes my wife happy. I was getting my you know? football. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life, right, right? Right. And that's his sister too. Yeah. I don't know if you put that together. Oh, this is... this is my no, brother, I didn't. Brother-in-law. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. <laughs> So working, hey, you're here together, man. Yeah, look at that. It must, it's working out well. Ate dinner together last night. We see each other a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you, you um, what did you cover? You covered everything. You were, were you the I man covered, on the streets or were you behind a desk? I was or? behind the desk okay. most of the time. Uh, Forty nine weeks out of the year behind the desk, and the well, that's other. That's why three, you didn't get that ring. If you were there interviewing. Well, here, you here's the ring. Braves thing. So, in 1995, Ted Turner had a sports network called Turner Sports and uh, or Turner South excuse me it's mm -hmm. now Turner Sports it was Turner South and so every Wednesday night the Braves would be on Turner South the rest of the week if you guys have been around you know you're, you're young guys you don't you don't remember this stuff but uh, the Braves were on TBS every single night mm -hmm. and then he started Turner South, and he put the Braves on the air on Turner South on Wednesday night. And we actually did a pregame show. That was the only time we did pregame shows. TBS didn't do pregame shows. You know, they were, they were showing Gilligan's Cartoons. Island and yeah. Yeah, Seinfeld now. But um, so I was the host of the pregame show. So we traveled with the team. We'd get to, you know, if they're in Philadelphia, we'd get up to Philadelphia on Tuesday night, go to the game, collect all the uh, talk, do all the interviews we needed to do, put them into the show. We'd do the show from the field on Wednesday night. Well, 1995, Braves won the World Series. Um, our announcers, our game announcers, were Tim Brando and Ernie Johnson Sr., and I did the pregame. Well, both of those guys got a World Series ring. Oh, I'm so what? bummed out. I'm like, how did I not get one? Yeah, wait, well, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, you were closer to the action than they were, really. Oh, I talked to more players than uh, Tim Brando did, that's for sure. Yeah. But <laughs> It seems like none of you guys should have gotten a ring, though. You weren't players. <laughs> hey, front office people are getting a ring. All the announcers got a ring except for me. So Who uh, pays the announcers? Not the Braves. <laughs> Uh, well, at the time, oh. the Braves were owned by Ted Turner, who owned TBS since oh, yeah. oh, so Turner South. He could just give rings to anybody. Oh, he did. Not yeah, everybody. Obviously. Well, <laughs> Ted got one. Ted was the greatest guy ever. You want to talk about a visionary. I mean, when I started working at CNN in 1986, 
And Ted Turner was told every day of his business life, well, Ted, you can't do that. You can't do that. Well, we're going to do it. Son of a gun. I mean, nine times out of ten, that guy was right. Yeah. He's still around, right? Still alive. I think yeah. he's 81 years old. Uh, they just celebrated the uh, 40th anniversary. They had a little deal down at, uh, at Techwood, which is where the uh, um, Turner campus is. Well, AT&T, you know, but I don't know how that works anymore. But uh, Ted, 81 years old. Not looking so good, but he's yeah. still around. And uh, God bless him. He was a great guy to work for. I didn't agree with all of his politics, but when it came to business, he was, he was a lot of fun. And Man, you just had that entrepreneurial spirit. We're just going to do it. Yeah. How are we going to do it? I don't know, but we're going to do it. Yeah. He talked to people. I, I always heard that. Nobody was, like, beneath him. You know? Oh, yeah. He, he's, he would get up. Ted would sleep in his office. Back in the day, before CNN Center, uh, until about 1980, mid-87, CNN was located on Techwood Drive, where the rest of the Turner buildings are, right across from Georgia Tech. And Ted would sleep in his office above the uh, above CNN. CNN was in the basement. Ted was right above us. And I had the early morning shift. I was doing CNN radio at the time, and I would come in, you know, four o'clock, four thirty. And son of a gun, there's Ted every single morning wearing his purple house coat, his robe. He'd be down there. He'd grab a cup of coffee. He'd kind of shuffle through the newspapers, kind of see what's going on uh, on the air, and then he'd just go back up to his office. Yeah, good morning, Ted. Man, that's kind of all you'd get out of him. That's funny. I'm picturing like him in his boxers in a robe, walking around with a <laughs> cup of coffee. Yeah, that, that was it, man. I don't, I don't know that I ever saw the boxers. Yeah. Hey, Ted, what do you wear? Boxers or briefs? <laughs> but he was a he was a great guy back then. Really was. Yeah. Who are the cool people you've met? Like, did you meet any good sports, big sports names? Um, I guess the highlight of my career highlights i've done it three times i covered uh two masters that tiger woods won and then a u.s open at beth page in new york that he won and after the tournament's over um cnn golf channel espn and in the case of the masters used to be cbs you would sit down for one-on-one interviews with the winner so this thing happened like three hours after the tournament was over on sunday night and so I've got to do this three times with three times with Tiger. Sat down with him and did one on ones, which was fantastic. You That's know, neat. Um, I, I, biggest first, name in sports, probably biggest name in sports. And uh, I remember one time we sat down in the Masters with Tiger, and uh, like I said, it's three hours after the tournament's over, and we're we're setting up cameras, we're blah blah blah, working on everything. Lighting has to be perfect for these things, and it, it's quite a production. So about uh, an hour before the interview. Um, this big tub of beer and champagne shows up and Tiger's agent walks by and says, hey guys, courtesy of Tiger, he knows how hard you guys are working. Fantastic, son of a gun, how about that, Tiger Woods? So we're, he wanted uh, to indulge as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tiger shows up for the interviews and before our interview started, he sat down and said, hey Tiger, man, really appreciate it, thanks for all the... Uh, Thanks for all the beer and champagne. And Tiger, uh, just looked for a second. And he's like, eh, yeah, sure thing. Yeah. Tiger, didn't, <laughs> didn't, no didn't know I did it. No clue. <laughs> You're so nice. You don't even realize it. Well, so how did you transfer from that? Why, why leave that? I was at CNN for 17. It's a tough family gig? It is a tough family gig. Every, that, people ask that question all the time. Why would you leave TV? You love doing sports, you know, blah, blah, blah. You get to meet all these people. And I did do an interview with Jimmy Carter. That was pretty cool, too, oh, neat. back in the day. 
talking, you know, I'm talking to the president. This is pretty darn cool. Um, but yeah, my kids uh, started to get to those teenage years, young teenage years, and they start playing sports and doing school plays and stuff like that. And you're not there. My life was going into the office uh, three o'clock in the afternoon, staying till three at night, and that included the weekends. And that, that's that's kind of tough on a family. So yeah, I did I 17 years at CNN, and we had a we had a sports department, a pretty big sports department, that they basically shut down. And I'll date myself in uh, 9/11. After that, CNN's like, we got to do all news. We're not doing any sports anymore. They do it in very small quantities. Went over to Fox Sports for about seven years, and the rest is history. And but then, did you go straight to Keller Williams? I did. I've been with Keller. It's a good Williams. place to learn, right? Great place to learn. You know, I'm not gonna. All, all real estate companies, if you take advantage of all the training and things they offer, they all do a pretty good job at Keller. Yeah, they Williams. don't have the amount of training. I feel like they don't. That's I it. Looked. I needed the training. <laughs> Keller Williams is a learning-based company, and if you take advantage of it, you are going to know real estate inside and out. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, uh, I think there's a lot of people in real estate that probably shouldn't be. but Especially now. Especially now. People see, oh, we can make money in that. And, uh, you know, I, I worry to death that uh, I'm going to leave a client hanging out to dry. That's the, the worst fear. And it's never happened. Can I knock on wood? Yeah, I've had a hard time with that, too worried about letting people down yeah and uh, that just scares the heck out of me and so uh, but you know with great training it's not going to happen but yeah sometimes it does and uh, people come to me after the fact and I'm like well I wish I could help you yeah what do you want to talk about you want to talk about Dunwoody schools you want to talk about Dunwoody the city yeah let's go to to the schools I I have become very involved in the schools I'm sorry how'd that happen (laughs) (laughs) don't worry you guys will get there if you're not already I know you pay attention to what's going on learning about it at least yeah all right well well, let me ask you a question how long have each of you lived in Dunwoody Uh, 10 years about 10 years yeah yeah. why'd you move to Dunwoody schools yeah schools right (laughs) It's, Community. it's crazy because DeKalb County schools are an absolute mess, yet people move to Dunwoody for the schools. Yep. I mean, how does that work? Just the one school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are the utopia of DeKalb County schools. Yeah. And, um, and that's fantastic. And the reason I think we're the utopia, obviously, is community involvement. we got some great community involvement. We've got some people that, uh, you know, will not only spend their time at the uh, at all of these schools, but spend their money too. Mm-hmm. And it just amazes me when I see the amounts of money some people will donate to the school to get something done. Uh, my, I have one that's gone completely through the school system now, sophomore at the University of Tennessee. Um, I mean, not Texas. Not Tech, he's the other UT, as okay. I tell you. It's wrong UT, wrong orange. orange yeah. yep. <laughs> Instead of God's orange, it's jailbreak orange, but, but he's okay, he's okay with that. <laughs> But uh, he went through the school system. My son Jack and my daughter Danielle is now a senior, so um, so you're about done with this. Yeah, class. almost done. Yeah, about a few months to go. But uh, you, you see, I will tell anyone this that that will complain about the schools in Dunwoody. Get involved. Learn the, who the teachers are. Get to know the teachers. Get to know the principal, and you'll understand a lot more, and your kids will be a lot better off for it. Yeah. But uh, well, before you complain, you got to volunteer, right? That's it. A lot of people like to shoot off their mouth. I hear it all the time. Well, South DeKalb gets all of this, and we get nothing up here in Dunwoody. And they've never seen a school in South DeKalb. And I will tell you that they're a lot ha- worse. Having gone all all the schools, yeah, 
they're, they're worried about just, just getting their kids through the day safely and hoping there's not a gunfight or knife fight. Yeah, a lot um, of them don't have the overpopulation, but they've got their other problems. And that's the thing we got to that, – that's my biggest concern is, is the size of Dunwoody High School. We just can't hold all these kids. And they have a $27 million addition on the books – but even when all of these classrooms are built, it still doesn't solve half the problems. We still only have one field for eight sports team. We only have um, one gymnasium, can't handle all these kids. We don't have an auditorium to handle all of these kids. Dunwoody should be, it was originally built, uh, well, after the first expansion, 1,500 kids, and that's where it should be. And we're going to, we have 2,250 there right now. and. They're projecting another 250, and that campus just can't handle it. We've got massive parking problems. Cafeteria already have three lunch periods that are overcrowded. They're going to have to figure out how to add a fourth, and kids are not going to be eating lunch. Some of them are going to be eating lunch ten at 10 in the morning. Yeah. Well, 10 in the morning <laughs> and, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're going to be eating lunch. What's the $27 million earmarked for? 41 classrooms. Okay. And... You know, not trailers, actual classrooms. <laughs> not oh, trailers. Okay, that, that's to get wasn't a joke, but <laughs> well, uh, it is kind of a joke. Yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. A joke. Well, we were uh, we were walking, went into uh, Dunwoody High Alpharetta football game up at Alpharetta High School, and we were walking in, and I'm walking in with my buddy, and he was being facetious. Alpharetta's got a beautiful high school, have their own football stadium, you know, have a turf practice field. It's it's just amazing. All of these high schools in North Fulton County. Oh. Forsyth County don't even get me started but um so we're walking into the football game on a Friday night over there at Alpharetta and we're walking past this beautiful school and he says to me wow where do kids go to school here and I'm just scratching my head I'm like what are you talking about he said there's no trailers (laughs) you know Dunwoody has 24 classrooms outside right now in trailers and they're gonna add at least one more trailer if not two eight more classrooms um, starting next year, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you, you, kids will go. Vanderlyn has and uh, has had uh, trailers there, the same trailers for like 25 years. These are temporary buildings that have been there for 25 years. I know all the Dunwoody schools are, except for Kingsley right now, all the schools are way overcrowded. Yeah. Um, w- but where are they thinking about building the 20s, you know, the this million-dollar if you're familiar, if you're familiar with Dunwoody High School, yeah. where the uh, kind of on the side of the school where the tennis courts are, adjacent to Vanderlyn Drive, a lot of the addition is going to go over there. Okay, um, closer to the neighborhoods. Anything's closer than yeah, can you imagine living across from Dunwoody High Schools where it used to be all wooded area, and now all you see is those uh, dilapidated trailer although i guess most of those out there are fairly new at least they're not covered in mold like the yeah. ones of vanderlyn right those look oh. all right the new ones they, they put look, in yeah well they did have uh they did have to go in there and do some mold testing etc and uh, I, i'm not sure how all right they are <laughs> um but yeah can you imagine that just yeah. living across from that when you have this beautiful wooded area on this neighborhood school yeah that, that's the one thing i'll i go over to pretty much every uh, board of education meeting and uh uh, you're only allowed to speak every other meeting, which I've done the last four or five, and um, you're just railing on the school. Have a plan. Have a plan. The North Northern Arc here needs another high school. Dunwoody's yeah. growing. Chambly's growing. Doraville's growing. you got to have another perimeter area high school, and they don't have plans for that. How do you not even have plans for that? 
I don't get it. You're talking like a Dunway High School too. Well, or a perimeter. I don't know if you'd call a perimeter high school somewhere over in Doraville. Because mm, okay. in Dunwoody, you're not going to. Where are you going to put? There's no room. You need 40 acres, really. Dunwoody's on 33 acres, and that's one of the smallest acreages for a high school um, in the in the county. Although Lakeside and Chambly are pretty tight too. Well, they just got the land that Austin used to be on. I mean, you got that now. Yeah, they were lucky that that came available. Yeah, S- city did them a big favor. And the, and the city did some great negotiating. You know, they got them to move the uh, two ball fields to Peachtree Middle School, and those are fantastic turf facilities. And uh, then they get the old Austin site, which I guess that building can't be saved, so they plan on raising that building, and I don't know what it's going to be, and they don't know yet. High school, too. Possibilities, though. But, you know, Cab County knew about or should have known about the population explosion on this side of town and that old GM plant was available there and they could have had it for a song yeah they turned you know they did there's no foresight that's well that's over in Doraville I wonder that's where we need another high school right okay. you know I hate to see Dunwoody kids not go to Dunwoody High School or a high school within the, the confines of the city but I don't know that there's another another alternative but a brand new high school like where the GM plan is, I don't, I don't think there'd be. Any, I wouldn't have an issue sending my kids there. Yeah, my kids would go there. Being in Dunway North, how do you know? Because we were right there. You don't <laughs> that know that close to it. <laughs> yeah, wow. the, the way the long lines are drawn now, you never know. But probably, but you never know. But it, a brand new facility, you know, having sent two kids through Dunwoody High School now, and the problems we've had, and if you told me, oh, yeah, we're gonna have a brand new facility, you won't have to go to school in a classroom, we'll have an artificial turf field, we'll have this, this, and this, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, sure. I'm sure Hunley Hills and Sexton Woods and all those that are being happy with the perimeter high school. Well, they're, they're gonna have to do something, they're gonna have to figure it out, because you can only, you know, throw so much uh, into one little can. Yeah. So the high school, you just you were always at all the games, and you just thought, I'll go ahead and start covering this. Did the crier um, reach out to you, or did you do that, or they just see what you were? Well, I started doing the uh, the PA at the stadium for the high school games. Okay, just because uh, you know the, they had the county would assign someone to that job, and they didn't know the kids' names, mispronouncing them. Um, they weren't really giving any uh, love to the booster clubs, you know. Sponsors want to hear their names called out. Yeah, we do. They exactly yeah, right. <laughs> and so, uh, so I said I uh, just talked to them and uh, got Coach Nash to talk to the county. So I started doing the the PA at the uh, football games, and then I'm like, well, no one's really doing anything. If you read the Crier, you'll see stuff in there for especially uh, Holy Innocence every single week. Um, but basically, the same for Maris and Pius. I'm like. I called up the, the new owners of the crier, said, hey, if I write a story, will we publish? Absolutely. Yeah, we'd love you to do that. When you know, was this? Th- this year is when oh, I really started writing. Dick Williams was the old crier editor. Right. Dick was fantastic. If you had something good to say and you wanted to write it, Dick would publish it. And these new folks are pretty good. They're more into um, they're more into advertising than they are into covering Dunwoody news. But they're pretty good about, uh, you know, you got something that's uh, – pretty good story that uh, people want to know about they'll they'll and someone to write it they'll yeah. publish it is that appen media yeah hans okay. is yeah. kind of all over the place with i mean yeah. reporters not just in dunwoody so 
Right. He's got, I think it's seven newspapers mm-hmm. and a circulation of about 100,000. So Dunwoody, the Dunwoody Crier is just one of the newspapers and, and about 18,000 in subscriptions. So they're only a small part of it. But they do need help covering Dunwoody. So, Matt, how's your writing ability? He has. We, we've talked to him before. And <laughs> he's been on. Yeah, he's been on the show. Okay. We had talked about a way to team up. But I think we're just going to go our separate way. and. <laughs> We, okay. we can't, we can't do our goofball we can't thing. Write. <laughs> yeah, we definitely can't write. Well, I have a journalism degree, so it worked out pretty well. Yeah. But um, got to stay sharp, right? Got to stay sharp. <laughs> We're writing all the time. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how many essays I've written for my kids in their college entry, but uh, <laughs> no, not really. Just kidding, University of Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I didn't get into Texas. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> what yeah, you right. was in. <laughs> Let's talk about Knights of Columbus. See, no, no, wait a minute. I'm going to stop you right there. See, you guys are disappointing me. Oh, you just thought this was going to be live? No. (laughs) (laughs) Neither one of you shaved. I'm disappointed with that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Neither one of you have been to one of our Lenten fish fries. This is a Dunwoody staple. Our Knights of Columbus put this on. all, All the money goes to one of our charities, whether it be the Elaine Clark Center in Brookhaven or, uh, you know, some of American Red Cross, some of the other uh, organizations we've teamed up with. But we will, during the months of uh, the, the eight weeks during Lent, we'll do eight fish fries on a Friday night. There's one on Ash Wednesday, which is a Wednesday night. We average serving 1,200 meals. And uh, it's from 5 to 8 on a Friday evening. It's just crazy. Ever, Matt, you're in the restaurant business. You ever serve 1,200 meals? On that's a, a lot. That's a lot that of meals. Um, we, we do it down in our gymnasium, and this started 20 years ago. It started with, uh, you know, 20 people showing up on a Friday night, and it just kept growing and growing and growing. It used to be just the parishioners of All Saints would show up, and then, you know, they'd, they'd invite a friend, and they'd invite a friend, and they'd invite a friend, and now we're up to about 1,200 meals on any given Friday night, and less, or I should say more than half of our um, – People that come in are non-Catholic, non-All Saints people, and it's it's a great community function. They're yeah. just there for the fish. That's fish, it. Fish dinner and socializing. I mean, it's the place to be. And I guarantee you that if you go, well, you're going to we'll, be we'll coming. Go. Yeah, yeah, we'll go. You will know. You'll see all your neighbors there. You really, you'll you'll know at least 15 people. Yeah, you'd have a beautiful church. I'll give you that. That's where Longston's funeral was. That was the first yes. time I was ever there. Yes, and um, it's real nice. Very nice for sure. Well, the current Monsignor wants to raise that church and build a new one, but I'm not going to get into that subject. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> You're, You're, getting a new entrance. You're getting a new entrance, right? Maybe. Aren't they, aren't they re... They want to align it with Jet Ferry. Yeah. But the cost of there. doing that is pretty darn expensive. Yeah. Would that be on All Saints, though? Or would... Yeah. Oh, it would. Yeah. yeah. You'd probably have to take out the... What's it? Crema? The... No, they wouldn't. Starbucks they they would leave Jet Ferry exactly where it is oh, and just line view. it up with Jet Ferry, which... Oh, I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know what we're talking about. Right, by Crema. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great church. Um, you know, uh, just a little church built in the woods, and uh, um, it used to be packed every single Sunday for, for masses, and now not so much. Yeah. Got to get, boost the numbers back up. Yeah, oh. got to boost the numbers back. Well, we're trying with our fish fry. You know, if we get people to come in and eat fish on Friday, maybe they'll they'll come to mass on Sunday, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> You got to require it somehow. If, if this, <laughs> well, then that. I will tell you this: 
You guys, and I'll let you be the judge. We can do a podcast after this. After you come to a fish fry, tell me how good the food is. Okay. Because I, I am not a fish eater. I will tell you that right up top. I, yeah, fish. Friday night, I'm going to eat fish. But our guys have mastered the recipe on fish. We, we serve a broiled salmon, a broiled cod, and then a baked cod, as well as fried shrimp. And I will guarantee you that you will not find a better piece of fish in Dunwoody. With all due respect to McKentrick's or anywhere else that serves fish, our fish is just phenomenal. It really yeah. is. All right. I don't Ten like bucks. fish, you can't I'll, come go, give it, I'll come give it a try. I, I, will, I will buy your meal if you don't, if you don't like, like it. it. If you don't like fish and you're, you're down with it, I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah, I'm not a fish guy. You sold me it's fried shrimp. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. And the hush puppies and french fries, you know. Oh, geez. I can do yeah. hush puppies for sure. Yeah. We have some people that come in and they'll just get the sides. Now, if you're not a fish eater, you're probably not going to like clam chowder. Our clam chowder is probably the best thing on our menu. We actually lose money. Uh, it costs us more to make it, but people love it so much. We used to have this one guy that would come in. He still does, but we've kind of curtailed what he can do. He would come in with this huge <laughs> container, and he said, can you just fill it up? Charge me whatever you need to charge me. I mean, this thing would hold like 20 servings of clam chowder. What are you going to do with it? Oh, I freeze it, and I'm eating it all week. I'm eating it every night. I'm like, are you kidding me? He says, I'm from New England, and this is the best clam chowder I've ever had. Nice. There you go. It's not healthy. There's a, there's a little butter in there. And a, <laughs> a lot of butter, yeah. <laughs> but it's phenomenal. Well, that's cool. You guys need to work on your social media because I've, I've never heard of it. I'll be writing from... an article for the crier. Okay. All right. I'll look for it. I'll write an article for What's Up Dunwoody. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, you guys, uh, I will tell you, members of our council that are our Knights of Columbus council that are there working the fish fry, John Hennigan. Okay. Our esteemed councilman, our now past mayor, Denny Shortle. Uh, we'd see Mike Davis every now and then. Mike wasn't much of a worker for the fish fry. <laughs> Mike, if you're listening. appearance. <laughs> yeah. He just wanted the FaceTime. Mike, you know I'm right. Um, Denny was fantastic. He he loves loves serving people. He he's always he's working the bar. Did I tell you we serve, serve alcohol, oh. beer and wine? There's a difference. That, yeah, that's a game changer. Yeah. When, when is this? Uh, I don't know when the Lent starts. Like in the middle of when's Ash Wednesday? Middle of of uh, February. It's like and an Easter thing, right? Yeah. It runs every Friday night. Up until Easter. So oh, it's okay. Coming, it's, coming so it's not year-round. Yeah. It's just gotcha. no, no, just the. Linton, oh, I guess man, there's a lot of work sense. involved. That's yeah. a lot of volunteer hours. Believe me. But you yeah. said it's eight weeks. Eight, we, eight weeks. We do Ash Wednesday, Definitely and then we do, do the next seven Fridays. I think. Yeah, we'll help. So. We'll help pump that up. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're gonna get the word out right now. Well, you're you're gonna come too. I guarantee you, you'll have a good time, and your kids are welcome too. Every once in a while, we'll hire a uh, a guy that does the balloons, balloons. makes stuff out of the balloons, but. Uh, you know, it's in the gymnasium. It's not. It's not like going to a great pizza place in Lawrenceville, but <laughs> but it we is. We don't have clam chowder, so <laughs> it's a fun time. Well, that's cool. That's anchovies. Cool. You sell many uh, pizzas with anchovies. We have anchovies. I've thought about taking it off the menu just because I hate them so much, and people always ask for them on the side. Ooh. Yeah, and so it's just raw anchovy. Uh, well, makes sense. To my me, dad but. was a he. He was a New York guy. And he loved putting anchovies on his pizza. And we always said, Dad, you, you got to put them on the side. We're not putting that on the pizza. Yeah. We, we don't even want to smell that. Yeah. I'm not even sure that's a New York thing. I lived up in New York. I don't know <laughs> anybody putting anchovies on their pizza. They're gross, ah. for sure. Speaking of the city, you want to talk about the city? Yeah, yeah. I ran for city council once upon a time. Did you? Yes. Who did yeah. you run against? Who did you run against? 
when the city first started in okay. 2008. Um, and I was not a member. I'm a, I've been on the DHA board since, but I was not a member of the DHA. Um, I didn't have any insights. And uh, quite frankly, I didn't even know where I stood on us becoming a city. Um, but then uh, the vote passed. I think it was 80% to 20%. Yeah, enough people knew. <laughs> yes. Well, people were just tired of DeKalb County. Yeah. And, and most of it had to do with the uh, zoning or lack thereof. And so uh, I'm like, okay, I'll run for city council. I, I love the city. I've lived here long enough. Um, so I ended up running against Adrian Bonzer, who won the election, who has since passed, um, and uh, a gentleman by the na- name of Larry Pankey, who's a friend of mine. So it was a three-way race. And uh, I kind of figured on figured out early on that I wasn't going to win because they were pouring thousands of dollars into the election. Yeah, that's tough to beat. I, and I, I think at the end of the day, but between the two of them, they spent $73,000, which is still about the most anyone has spent on a campaign in the city of Dunwoody. It's the, like five times what you'd make that year. <laughs> the, combined, they spent 73000 or thereabouts. I spent uh, my cantrip uh, $1,300, 500 which uh, came from out of the city from my dad. I, yeah, I write you a check for 500 Sure, go have fun. Um, yeah, because all that stuff's reported. I mean, we could look up. Oh, what, yeah, what absolutely. Sp- spent in the most recent elections. It's yeah, nowhere no, near that. No, no one went no. crazy this year. I think... Uh, Robert Miller might have got to about 20000 or thereabouts, uh, but I don't think anyone got above that. That's what they raised, and you can see how much they spent, too. I assume they spent it all. Right. Um, but that's that's kind of... Then you got John Hennigan, who uh, won his re-election. Of course, no one ran against him. And John zero. Yes. <laughs> but John, to his credit, I mean, he had enough uh, standing in the city when we first became a city. That first election, he spent, I don't know, five... Five six hundred bucks, maybe a little bit more. Did somebody than that. run up against him yes. at the beginning? Two people ran against him. Yeah, one of them got out of the race before the election even started. I can't remember her name, and even if I do, I'm not going to say it. But she was uh, caught like taking uh, campaign stuff out of mailboxes. Oh, his stuff. <laughs> yeah. And John, all all he had was I think some flyers, and he made up some. Uh, some car magnets, and that was the extent of it. And he won with like 65% of the vote, and he hadn't been challenged since. Yeah. Justin got a, a few votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. time, even yeah. though he lives in the wrong district, <laughs> which we never really thought out. Everybody kept asking, they're like, is he for serious? Is, is this for real? I'm like, oh, he well, you ran against there. John and against his wife, Kristen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, apparently, I ran against Mickey Mouse, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it is fun to see Batman. all the Biden votes. Well, it was, it was basically, though, a battle for second place, as I recall, between you and Kristen. Yeah. How'd that turn out? Uh, she won. So I got third place. Were you close? <laughs> Percentage-wise? No. <laughs> well, the happy, the, I was so satisfied, uh, you know, uh, after the election um, because I got 20% of the vote. So my cost per vote was so much lower than my two opponents. I'm like, man. That's a win. It was worth your dad's 500 bucks, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I'm, uh, the best thing that happened was I didn't win because those original people on council put in a lot of oh, hours. Sure. There was nothing. They were starting from scratch. Starting man. from scratch, man. Starting a, a police force, just starting everything, uh, you know, uh, zoning and 
everything. It, it was uh, it was some long hours, and God bless them for putting those in because uh, I think the city, 11 years now, almost 12 years, the city's done pretty well. Yeah, but it does seem like it's a full-time job to be on council, and I don't know how these guys do it with real full-time jobs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, fortunately, Lynn, I think, is going to have some time, and I think she's going to do a great job as mayor. Um, Terry Nall worked a full-time job in eight years on council. I don't know how he did, did it. Did he, because, though? I, I don't know uh, how don't, that's possible. He that. was For, everywhere. He was everywhere. Everywhere. As I told him, I said, man, you, you have kissed more babies and shaken more hands than anyone in Dunwoody. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, John, you know, he misses a few meetings here or there, or leaves early. Uh, yeah, because he's actually traveling. He's traveling a little bit, but, you know, John – John puts in the time uh, when he's not traveling, when he's not at work. Denny Shortle, of course, he's retired, so he had all the time in the world, and I love to bust Denny's chops. I think he's probably excited about having more time now with his grandkids. Yeah. You think he's going to end up in California No. with them? You think he'll stay here? I, I, think I hope he stays I think here. he has one child here uh, that still lives in. You know, and he's, uh, he's a Missouri Tiger, and he's a big-time Missouri football fan, so I think he, he wants to hang around long enough for Missouri to win an SEC championship, and that's never going to happen, so he can't go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Stuck here, it sounds like. They have a six-month moratorium right now on any sort of redevelopment. and I mean, it can be sold, but uh, nothing can be done with the property in that period of time. But they've actually changed that a little bit. The people, yeah. the existing ones, because there was the uh, CrossFit Dunwoody. you've already applied for a permit, you, they'll go through with it. Right. CrossFit Dunwoody wanted to move to that Jiffy Lube, which mm. I think would be really cool with the garage doors, opening really? up the garage doors. I did not know. I didn't yeah, know and they that. were keeping them. The moratorium was keeping them from doing that. Um, so now they can do it? Yeah, I just talked to the guy a couple of days ago, and he said that, Is that the city's happen? working with them, which I love hearing that the city's working with people, you know? Instead of just blocking them out completely, which you can easily do, I guess. I did not. I did not hear that. Well, that's fan. So this is going to happen. Um, I think so. Yeah. He. He. Yeah. Pretty sure he was. He stood up at the uh, the last city council meeting, and when Lynn was getting sworn in, when mm-hmm. everybody was getting sworn in, and he was kind of the downer that was like, "There actually is a problem I need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did this moratorium and it's screwing us over." And then everything else was a celebration. Did you go to that? I wanted to, but. Uh, what did what did I have that night? It's, oh, it was my daughter's birthday. <laughs> oh, that's important. Yeah, that was that was kind of more important. When uh, when Lynn did the oath, everybody stood up and cheered. It was cool. It was cool. She has a big, I mean, strong support. She does behind her from the. Well, Lynn's been involved with this city forever, and she's been involved with the schools forever. Um, before we were all yelling at the Cab County School, she was she was one of the first to first to start yelling. Yeah. Yeah, but speaking of uh, the city, one thing and zoning. One thing that uh, I think most people that live in Dunwoody, that live in the neighbors, have no clue that the High Street project is on the way. And I'm sure you guys are familiar with that. They just don't know what it is. They were on the way they 10 know years about ago. It. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but apparently they, they, they're starting to make applications and they're, you know, they have the uh, design plans and everything. It's close, a lot closer to becoming reality, provided the economy doesn't tank, and I don't think it will. Um, but we're talking about basically a second mall with housing right and i don't think people understand that you're talking uh, i think we're at 3500 uh apartments slash condos yeah we're moving where on. would they be going would they be going to austin or is that <laughs> that's technically a, that's sandy a good question. springs 
No, it, it, it's it all within the confines of the city of Dunwoody. Okay. It's all on the DeKalb County side. Okay. It's all, you know, it's that property right across the street from the Marta station and where Chewy's is. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, Cox had owned a lot of that and they still have a building there that they're going to, I think they're moving that building, but there, I don't know how many acres are over there, but it's huge. And, uh, someone just Google high street, high street project Dunwoody and you'll see the massive project that is going in there it's yeah. it's going to be my biggest problem and fear and that's already that was zoned even before we came a city so there's nothing the city can really do about it except work with the developers and and see what kind of uh you know concessions we can get but that was zoned long before we became a city my biggest issue is is uh, infrastructure and the fact that we got no new roads going in there how are we're not going to be able to uh we can't drive in the perimeter area now during rush hour. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's just going to be worse. Maybe somebody will use that that high bridge, the bridge to nowhere. You know, maybe well, somebody will actually. Well, GDOT apparently is going to work some things yeah. into that, right? <laughs> um, but we need more than that. I I I used to meet people, meet clients. Hey, meet me in the office because uh, our office is is right there. Um, in uh, the South Terraces building, kind of behind the McDonald's mm-hmm. on the corner of uh, um, Perimeter Center East or West, I guess that is, and, and Ashford Dunwoody. Yeah, meet me at the office at 5 o'clock and uh, we'll go over some things. I can't meet people in the office anymore because they can't get there. They show up at 6. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's just, it's crazy. And, you know, State Farm is still doesn't have all their employees in there. That 16-story building is still in construction on the south side of the perimeter parking lot. That's not complete. They don't have any people in there yet. Uh, Ravinia has a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be uh, going in on the uh, grassy knoll over there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how these people, how we're going to funnel them through. I guess they're all going to take Marta. Yeah. Or, ri- or ride bos- bicycles. You know, we are a, 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 we have complete streets here in Dunwoody, right? Yeah. We do. That might all be 25 miles per hour soon. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) So it's actually going to speed up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Good luck doing 25 miles an hour during rush hour, right? (laughs) It's so slow. You can't go that slow on a main road. The village, they're going to do that to the village, though. What do you you think of the village? What do you think is going to end up happening there? Well, the problem is, as you guys know, is most of the village is owned by a single company, Regency. Mm. And Regency makes money on the village. I hear people say all the time, well, village has so many vacancies, blah, 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 they're losing money. Actually, they're at last check about 95% occupied, and they're making lots of money over there. So they have no reason to change a whole lot unless the city is going to give them some concessions. Moratoriums? <laughs> not, not more. Is, that, is that a threat from the city? No, no. I, I, they they're just they just want to get their ducks in a row. I don't think there's anything more to it than that. It, yeah, that did come up at a kind of an odd time, right? Yeah, it was. I it's kind of like okay, we don't want to do anything else because we know that you're going to eventually flip the whole area, and you know, Regency's probably like, no, we're not. <laughs> no, no, we're not. And they've got to come up with some sort of concessions to make Regency want to make any changes. Mm. Um, yeah, everyone would love to see. Uh, um, the village basically just leveled and let's start over and we'll put a big park in the middle of it and we'll move open parking container open container which i apparently they're going to start talking about yep, i don't know do you have an issue with that no not no, at all I, except where are you going to walk with your beer that's it the, 
I saw somebody commented. They were like, where am I supposed to take my beer? To Publix? <laughs> well, uh, you, t- you, you buy your beer, and then you sit in one of the benches facing the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> facing Regency. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, I will be amazed if they can get a whole lot done there in, in any short period of time. And the, the one thing is, uh, I've heard this from other people. I'm not a, a city planner, uh, so maybe I'm speaking from an unintelligent standpoint. But you got to have more eyeballs, more cars, more traffic to fund some of the businesses that people want there. And with that said, do you want wider roads in, in Dunwoody Village? Do you want Mount Vernon and uh, Shambly Dunwoody adding a lane? Do you want more traffic cutting through? Be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Or you'll get a traffic circle, which is two traffic circles. Two traffic circles. Did yeah, you see those plans? That's not happening. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, they'd have to tear out the gas station. There's no room for That's, a that's just roundabout. silly. There's no roundabout going there. You know, way back when, I don't know, eight, ten years ago, we talked about a roundabout at Vermac and Womack by the high school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, is it really, do you want a roundabout with kids walking to school? Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be a that's going to be a great plan. Yeah, fortunately, that, that would be a nightmare right there. I can see him standing on the corner, like, are they going to turn? Yeah. No, they're not. Go, go, go! It's like that game Frogger. Okay, cross yeah. now, cross. Oh, wait, go, go! It's not going to happen. I mean, that was just silly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. We're at 47 minutes. Um, all right. Sorry, well, it wasn't more interesting. Damn it. No, that's all right. This is this is we touched on a lot of good stuff. Yeah, we did. Um, you you want to plug your services? I won't cut it. I promise. <laughs> Well, anyone needs to buy or sell in uh, Dunwoody, I'm here. I live, work, and play in Dunwoody. Have for 30 years, and you'll get the best realtor in the uh, in the city this side of Matt. Yep, I have How about to agree that? with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Although I, I've been here longer, so I might know a few things that Matt doesn't know. I've worked with you a few times. I've never done a deal <laughs> together, but you, you do a good job. So. Well, thank you. I love selling your neighborhood, by the way. Yeah. Dunwoody North is a great neighborhood. Yeah, I wish I would have got that listing down the street. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Bob. I right, enjoyed it, fellas.